chairs and I can't Joe, I think we're in the Goulet Brothers marionette room. I know. Uh, I why did I fall for that email that they had a special present for us? I just you know what? It's like I I'm I'm a slut for bogos. I, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I just I knew it was wrong and wait, I wait, wait, Lori, I still Lori. went. Look right there. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. Joe, those are, that's us. Those are us in marionette form. Why do you think they have marionettes of us right in front of us? And they have weapons, too. Oh, my God. Oh, they've listened to the podcast. They're going to kill us using their our own marionettes. Okay. Okay. Lori. I, oh, wait. Lori. Oh, my God. The Lori puppet is getting, well, it's struggling to get up right now. It's walking towards you. Oh my god, Joe. The Joe puppet is just... It's literally... I don't think it knows how to get up. It's just... I think the, its short, stubby legs have given out. And Wait, Lori. The Lori puppet's raising a knife! It's raising a knife! Oh, ah, no. no, it just cut off a turkey leg. Oh. And now it's eating a turkey leg. Well, it seems like the Joe puppet is just butt-crawling to the end of the state. Oh my god, Joe, it's coming right for... Wait, no, no, oh, no, no, she... Lori Puppet, Lori. Okay, the Lori Puppet now has seen you. It's making an angry face. Oh my it's god. running towards you! It's run... Oh wait, no, she stopped and she's bent over and she's breathing really hard. I don't know when the Joe Puppet did this, but the Joe Puppet seems to be just eating a whole bunch of McDonald's. <laughs> uh... Is I, it, I, is it puppet McDonald's when, or actual human sized McDonald's? I can't see the Joe puppet. It's human sized McDonald's. <laughs> I, I don't know when it had time to go to McDonald's. Uh-huh. I feel like I looked away for a second yeah. and all of a sudden it's just eating a Big Mac. Yeah, wait. No, Lori. Lori. Oh my God. Oh my God. Lori. D- don't look. Don't look. Okay. While you were talking. The Lori puppet just ate an entire box of Uncrustables. All by herself. It, it, those are like 600 calories. Eat. She just had 6,000 calories. Now While I'm just were... worried for the safety of these puppets. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, oh God, Joe, be careful. The Joe puppet is coming. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, oh, no, wait, geez. look. There's the Aunt Kathy puppet, and it's bottomless. Oh, my God. I th- I thought the Joe puppet was about to kill you, but then it saw a really young set of twigs, <laughs> and it started dry humping the twigs. So that's really that's really weird. Joe, they're coming at they're coming at us! Oh my god, Joe! We're, oh. Wait, hold on! I just got an Instagram message. The string just broke on the Joe puppet. <laughs> I just got an Instagram message. It's from the Lori puppet telling me to go kill myself and asking if I had any children that lived. I mean, that's how she would do it. I feel like that's how... Man. Oh, Okay. Well, oh my God. Oh, okay. The Lori puppet's just like sleeping now and drooling. Okay, Lori, I'm just going to untie you. Okay. 
Yeah, because right. now the Joe puppet is just trying to sell me some movie posters that I don't really want. <laughs> and I I just don't have the money. <laughs> well, let's just, I guess we can just walk away and just, wait, my yeah. car is just right out here, right outside. Oh, great. All I'm right, glad you found parking. Yeah, okay, let's just get, let's just, we're going to leave. All right. All right. Okay. okay. Episode 8, titled Killer Clowns. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one bozo clown from the Bloody Podcast Network. Please say hello, uglies, to the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore with a penchant for anarchy, Miss Larry Rockington! Hello! Yeah, I had forgotten about this penchant for anarchy uh, thing until Swan said it in today's episode. Yeah. The, I totally forgot about that, too, until you just said it right now. Oh, you didn't so. even hear her say it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I think we said it with every introduction. We said, you know, Lori Roggenkamp is a something, something, something with a penchant for ag- anarchy. As for people don't remember, that was uh, how uh, season three contestant Hollow Eve introduced themselves on the show. As uh, yeah, um, but Lori Roggenkamp, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, we are recording this, but you know this is probably the best time to record it. We are recording it in the still of the night. And- <laughs> yeah. And this death, is, if you stop talking, you can hear the four ambulances that seem to just circle my apartment. Yeah. No, 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 Lori. We really, we are in, you know, let's do some theater of the mind, if you will. We're All right. Lori's apartment. And, there we uh, go. It's raining. Oh, the rain. Uh my girlfriend's taking a shower. And there's a ton of people. Oh, and we're having a party. Inside of a car? Inside, yeah, I live inside of a car. And for some reason, someone shoots a paper. And then there's fun off. That guy, laser shooter, is always shooting laser. I'm gonna use this car interior at some point. Terrain too. Um, yeah, but anyway, I mean, that's a normal sort of. Oh my god! Oh no! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, some glass broke. Oh, someone oh, screamed. My dad. My dad screamed. Uh, what is this? Oh, someone's walking. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. Banged the gong and got him on. Oh, Lori told the joke. Joe told the joke. Lori told the story. Shut up! 
Okay, wait. I'm gonna fade out all of all of these. Wait, but now because then they have these. Uh, these are the sound guys. All right, I don't get a peek behind the curtain here. I was playing with a soundboard. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, playing with a soundboard. But one of the things that's on this soundboard is they have loops, music loops. I want I don't think I've ever listened to them. Here's this is called the classic rock loop. Here we go. Okay, that was the, that was the classic rock loop. This, this is the rock yeah. loop, ready? This is the rock loop. Here we go. All right, dude. I have this screenplay that's gonna be totally yeah, not Hollywood often. I gotta tell oh, you. Oh yeah, I know what. your tech questions right after this uh Lori, it's you know Lori used to be at the geek squad they hired her she, they hired her for the geek squad but what they didn't realize she's done that geek about tech so people would come in with no. tech problems and they'd have to hear about um you know the law and order svu you know, get her thoughts on law and order svu and then they hired me and all i did was talk about alternative movie posters yeah yeah yeah, they they messed up what geek and dork is. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, and then finally, this is called the downbeat loop. Here we go. I can't even think of anything to do with that. All right, Lori. I be asked, yeah. I don't know what it is about you, Joe, but I find it immensely fascinating that you you love a good. Let me go through these sound tra- sound loops. You mm. love you, you do that all the time. And I don't. You love that. You love doing that. Also, I'd like to point out. Let's point this out in the beginning of the show because I know at the end of the show you're going to blame me mm-hmm. for going too long. But mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show, you were like, "Let's do max forty five minutes to an hour." Here's the funny thing: is I still think we're going to make it. Okay. Because there's so little to say about this episode. I think I'm stretching. Uh time you know all right for this week cold open the boulets are puppets for the main challenge the monsters must create a clown look and compete in a go-kart race dolly wins the challenge but all four up for extermination in the end it's not revealed who is murdered by the boulets potentially leaving two three or four monsters in the competition Lori roggenkamp Lorian k roggenkamp name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not um, you know, I would say overall, I, I love this episode. Really? I, I really liked, I'm not a fan of clowns. I'm going to yeah, say that I'm not a fan sure. of clowns. And I, but I genuinely liked the, the looks. Um, and I also really liked the extermination challenge, even mm-hmm. though, you know, I think we have to like, kind of just lend ourselves to realize that it's never going to be a deciding factor in anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I, I like the extermination challenge and I like the, um, the runway. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Um, what I didn't like was, I guess, I mean, this is sort of like an overall show thing because 
I don't, there really wasn't much to nitpick about. Well, I mean, we'll get into the nitpicking, but um, I just, I feel kind of like a little like a missing something where the only thing we really have is the looks and the extermination. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like there was really anything else that was too, like, even, you know, n- newsworthy almost. Like, yeah, like there, there wasn't was any drama. There wasn't yeah. any drama, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's a better way to say it. Well, I'll tell you what. I liked the puppet bookends, right? Loved them. Yeah. Loved That Loved, was great. Yeah. Love anything with puppets. Okay. Yeah. I would love to pay to see a a puppet show by the Boulay brothers. I would pay to see a puppet show. Yeah. I also was a big fan of the extermination challenge and I'll get into when we talk about it. And the thing I didn't like is I kind of feel now that without, I think you're kind of hitting on this, that without the characters, they understand for the most part, the people who deserve to be there are there. But that said, it's kind of a more boring show, you know? It's kind of yeah, I show. I think that you are right. I was hoping that Hoso would be more of a bitch than she turned out to be, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that Hoso would turn into this, like, you know, different person now that mm-hmm. other people aren't in the way. Yeah. But she kind of is still the same. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like everyone's still, you know... <laughs> The same kind of milk toast, which is like, you know, they're all very creative people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think at all that, you know, any of them don't deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, yeah, it kind of makes it a little boring. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump dive right into it. Uh, for the cold open, the Boulay Brothers put on a puppet show inviting us to the Boulay Brothers Circus of Clowns, where you'll laugh so hard, you'll die. Lori Roggenkamp, your thoughts on this cold open? I thought this is probably like, if not the best, one of the best openings of this season. Okay. I genuinely liked it. I liked the, I would say the only thing maybe is like more of a story arc, but even then it's like, I didn't really, you know, I mean, if I'm nitpicking, Mm -hmm. but genuinely, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I get a kick out of puppets, man. I love anything with puppets. So I was I was down to clown. I was like, yeah, let's have more pup- and the puppets killing each other. Like, let's do that more. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I loved it. You know, um, Lori, I'm yes, with Joe. you on this. I am with you. I love this cold open. Do you know why? Puppets. Because everybody loves puppets. <laughs> I will literally. I will Venmo you. Ten fucking dollars right now. If you tell mm-hmm. me the re- what that reference means, don't, don't um, look at the Discord. No one in the Discord write what it is. I'm, I'm not on the, the Discord. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go Discord. to the Discord right now. I'm not on the Discord. I'm I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say it's a Christopher Guest quote from a movie. Am I right? No. Am I even close? Okay. In the old, I don't. They haven't done it in a few seasons, but on Drag Race, uh, the final four actually, they would do a challenge where for the mini challenges they would have to impersonate each other in puppets. And RuPaul would say, "Why? Because everybody loves puppets." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, You're right. You know, you pretty much said it all. You know, it. it, It's almost kind of like you know, like how salty and sweet is really delicious together. Yeah. It was one of these things where it was 
funny and charming and cute to see them in puppet form and everybody... Well, in the beginning, we don't see them in puppet form. Just the boulets. Um, But... Uh, and in the end, we see the other contestants. But it was also horribly frightening. Yes. It was terribly frightening. So it was that salty, sweet, and it was just done really, really well. You could tell this is an idea they've had ruminating for a while. I'd love to see a show. I would I would seriously pay to see a show of, like, killer puppets. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really great show. All right. After La Zavaleta's elimination, Hoso and Saint walk back into a quiet boudoir. Neither is sure who got the chop. Dali re-enters the competition and describes the extermination as a simulation of drowning. Sigourney is last into the boudoir and shares an emotional hug with Dali and the monsters mourn the loss of La Zavaleta. Lori Roggenkamp, give me your thoughts uh, on everything in the boudoir after the Zav's lim- elimination. You know, I mean, it was just touching, I would say. Um, it was really, you know, I think when you're sort of like taking a bird's eye view to it and you're just watching it, you don't realize that like, yeah, this is their life's work, mm-hmm. you know, and this competition can open a lot of doors for them. And mm-hmm. Dolly's already sort of done it three times almost. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, seeing her, seeing them get so emotional, I think just really kind of was like, yeah, this is a big deal for them. And, and, you know, it, it's just, I, I honestly, I, I hope Dolly wins. Um, I think right now the way it stands, I think they're, they're the front runner in my opinion to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just thought it was a very emotional, very touching moment. Um, and then when uh, Sigourney walked in, I thought Dali said, you know, it's like, it's tough because it's like you are sad to see La Zavala to go, but you're also happy that Sigourney stayed. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it was, um, you know, it just, you're at the competition. I think the problem, like you hit it on the head, the problem is that we're at this competition where genuinely everyone who I feel like should be at the top is at the top. Mm-hmm. And so there's really nobody to sort of be a heel, mm-hmm. you know, there's nobody like to be like, Oh, this person got there because they played the game or, you know, something like that. It's like mm-hmm. genuinely all these people deserve to be there. So I just thought it was a very touchy moment. All right. Very good. Yeah. I have a bunch of things to talk about actually, believe it or not. Um, I thought I said, believe it or not, I host a fucking recap show. My, <laughs> believe it or not, I have things to say, Lori, about this show. I'm shocked by that, Joe. Yeah. I, look, breaking news. Usually you're like, it's like a 20-second podcast. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, but today I have things to talk about. I don't know why. I look, there's a part where Saint, this is before anybody walks in the room. Saint's talking to Dolly. And he was like, uh, what, what did he say? Something about I think I I think I quoted this wrong. Um, but something about Sigourney and Zava not screwing up as much as as you know somebody or Dolly has Dolly just hasn't screwed up as much as Sigourney and Zava blah, 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 or something like that. I remember I wrote it down wrong. Yeah, because looking at it doesn't make sense. I'm like Saint, you're the one that screwed up the most. Why you're safe? I don't know. Right. But yeah, we both agree that Saint should have been in that eliminate in that extermination challenge, and he's acting yeah. like, yeah, I deserve to be. I mean, why wouldn't you? By the way, you know. But um, yeah, well, like- I, we do see at the end that Saint has sort of like this 
sort of attitude about like their placement in the competition where it's sort of like it, they have to be there. Well, what's funny is I have a very controversial, very controversial. My, uh, I think we're going to get some, some, uh, speak pipe messages on this or something. Right. But we'll get to, we'll get there. Um, there's another part where Dali, when Dali comes in, oh, 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 no, I did say it right. Saint isn't talking. Dali's not in the room. It's Saint and and Hoso. Hoso. And Hoso is saying that Dali uh, has screwed up as much as Sigourney and Zava or something like that. I don't know what it is. Anyway, I still misquoted it. All right. So Dal- there's a part where Dali comes in. Dali's crying. And he goes, and he says, because, because it reminded him that about, you know, he went through this last time when he was on the show. And I was like, is it, am I wrong here? That Do- is Dali the one that gave up during that gross eating challenge? Was that Dali? Can somebody in Discord I, tell me? I feel like it was because I remember. Uh, didn't that's what Saint said? Saint Dali gave up. Um. Yeah. So Mercedes in the chat room said yes. Remember? So like he's um, oh because he was vegan um, or they were vegan. I'm sorry, but Dali. So like Dolly's like, oh, I was getting, you know, I just reminded me of last time. I'm, I'm crying. He's crying. Like, yeah, but you, like, if Dolly would have just tried, Dolly would have moved on, right? But Dolly yeah. gave them no choice but to eliminate them. Well, I think what she's saying, I don't necessarily know if she was saying that she was in that very similar situation. I think she was just saying that she was saying she felt like, um, she still had more to prove mm-hmm. and that she kind of messed up and then, and kind of shot herself in the foot during that competition. Mm-hmm. And then she got sent home. Now she, yeah, she got sent home because she gave up, but I think that's what she meant. I feel like that. I don't think it was necessarily the, the extermination challenge I, that she was talking about. I think referring to, I think it was the, the like competition part of it yeah. when she was put in the mm-hmm. bottom and stuff. By the way, Hoso's body language with Dali, you're like, oh, Hoso, Hoso wants Dali to wreck her butthole. Well, okay, let's be honest though. I think everyone on that in this show wants Dali to wreck their butthole. Yeah, I think Saint. I think I think even Sigourney wants Dali to wreck their butthole. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is is dying. I mean, we'll see later on, but there's even like other. There's either other queens that are like still gunning for Dolly. So Dolly yeah. is definitely like the, you know, what is it called? The, um, uh, what was the, oh, what's the fucking. Go ahead, Lori. What is it? We'll sit here and we'll wait. What's the word that it was in the season? It was in the season we recapped on Drag Race, uh, um, All Stars. What's it called? Oh my God. It's like a term when you like look more like a man or something. I don't know. Somebody help me. Trade. Trade. Oh. <laughs> I really didn't know what you were going for. And now that Dolly's the word the that trade. trade just came out of your mouth, that is so amusing to me. I thought I didn't I thought you were looking like alpha male or something like that. I didn't know what you were going I, for. I love uh <laughs> Somebody in the chat room was just like Lori, it's trade. Like, honestly, thank you for reading my, uh, my, my, the, I don't even know what I'm trying to say now. The gobbledygook that is my brain. I said it. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, but this is proving why we have to do a 45-minute show, because you're losing it. Yeah, that's it. You're tired. All right. Now, I want to have a question for you, Lori. What happened in this extermination that they're all so fucking emotional? I mean, they are, like, holding each other and crying, and, and they're just really emotional about it. Why? It's that? oxygen deprivation. That must <laughs> be what it is. But what's funny is when you actually – you know, someone in the chat room last week told us that they read – that what the way that they did this challenge was that they held their breath for 15 second intervals, right? And multiple oh, okay. times. Yeah, multiple times, 15 second intervals. Okay. And you're like, I, and I remember, I remember thinking, like, I was going to say it somewhere else. And I was like, wait, I don't know if that's true, right? I don't, I can't believe everything people tell me, right? But I think they, when you actually listen to what they say, they kind of tip their hand that this is what they did. Because Sigourney at one time says, the first time they put it on me, it took off my eye. And then when they put it yeah. back, they jammed it back in my eye. You know? Yeah. So. That, yeah. But that's why I'm like, you're holding your breath for 15 seconds at a time? And then they show, well, I mean, I don't know. Okay, I, I, let's try I don't it. think I could hold my breath for 15 seconds. Okay, well, let's try it. Then. Let's try it. You know, I'll say on three, two, one, go. Um, we and then we'll do 15 seconds. I'll do the clock. Ready? Okay. So wait, we still have 10 seconds. I'm going to start it on the zero. So we have 10 seconds. We're going to hold our breath for 15 seconds. Now, I'm going to have to look at you. All right. Five, three, two, one. <laughs> All right, that was 15 seconds. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. No. Maybe it's a little harder when you're scared. Yeah, and you got the, like, the plastic all over you. Mm. and Yeah, I could see that. Although I will say that Sigourney's boobs did look great when they pulled it off and she was like all tied up and her boobs were out there. I thought I was like, you that's You know, one of hot. the misogynistic things we hear is that women don't get off to visuals. They get off to like emotion, to, you know, to the memories, to, you know, feelings. Can, could, could you do that? And like, you know, like, uh, you know, almost like, like you're, what do they call it? When you're like rubbing their, their clip, I'm doing it like you're like, like a, like you're masturbating a fly, but. Uh-huh. Um, is that could well, I don't know how women masturbate. What's a vagina? Is my question. No, my question to you is: Can women get off? You know, physically, can you come from watching visuals? Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. I think. Well, also, I think that there are men who who need more emotion connect, emotional connection. I think it just depends on the person. To be honest with you, I think that there are women who, you know, they can look at a dick and they get sexually aroused but i think that mm -hmm. um there are some women who need you know need sort of like a different um like an emotional component to it i think you're right i'll tell you why can i admit something to you sure but yeah i'm we're not, not a, gonna bury not, the body like i did last time okay and we're not in the air right this is completely <laughs> no no this is just you and i okay yeah, i don't want this out there guys be quiet what did you say nothing oh so Lately, not lately, for the past year or so, when I watch porn, it used to be that I had to find people that look like Aiden. I don't, even have to, I don't even do that anymore. But the porn is just like what one would call like a 
a, a gateway, you know, a MacGuffin, if you will, into <laughs> me imagining uh, Aiden and me in those situations. And so often I'm like, look at the visual, but I'm really in my head imagining me and Aiden in that situation. Yeah. I, I'm kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I do that. I, I like stories more than I like porn. Yeah. So I'll read like erotic stories yeah. and get aroused by that. Well, it's very hard for me because I have to find, because mine is very specific. Like it has to be like the, they left the twink home with the, the, chubby mexican gardener and he has to be like hey pedro we want you you broke a sprinkler last time oh sorry mr aiden uh can i suck your dick what what did you say to me yeah i just want to know i feel like you gotta write this down (laughs) i feel like this is a great literatica here we come yeah um, all right. So anyway, so that's all the th- notes I have there. So Lori, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this right here? Right off the top. Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're going to do the rest of the episode, you know, with, re- really fast, you know, 45 minutes. challenge crafting a killer clown's look that tells a compelling story the monsters will also be competing in a clown cart death race from hell for this week's fright feat each monster will have three chances to duck a clown from their past to earn the ability to assign the carts to the other contestants uh for the fright feat mary cherry bursts through the doors to host this week's fright feat in a twist the contestants will actually be trying to dunk each other while mary reads them well says things uh, I have a conspiracy theory. Yeah. For this uh for this challenge. I'm just going uh, I'm just going to let you know. In the end, Dolly wins the fright feat and assigns the cards giving Hoso the smallest key. All right, Laura, you said you have a conspiracy theory. What is it? So my conspiracy theory is that they the day of tested Mary Cherry on this and realized that they they couldn't keep her on the thing. That there was a weight requirement. Mm-hmm. So then they said, okay, we're going to have her host since we already have her booked for the, sh- for the day. Mm-hmm. And then the other people are going to try and dunk her. And then she's going to, yes. she's going to like razz them. You're right. Because they, they, what they were like, they were probably in production that, you know, when they pre, when they're doing pre-production, they were like, we're going to take the queen that's the most hated. Yeah, the most annoying. The most annoying that all the girls don't like, and they constantly talk about they don't like her, and we're going to put her in the dunk tank. And it happened to be that it was Mary Cherry, right? As soon as they said a clown from your past, I knew for sure it's going to be Mary Cherry. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. then you know what's really funny? They're like, all right, Mary, get up on the uh, on the tank. And then she just dunked herself because she was so heavy it just broke. Yeah. You want to yeah. know how I know that? How? I volunteered when I graduated <gasps> high school. I volunteered okay. at the but to go back to the high school to do like they had we had this like fair that we had at the high school, mm-hmm. and I volunteered to be in the dunk tank, and I could not for the life of me get on get to stay on that dunk tank because as soon as I felt like as soon as I put like a cheek a butt cheek on that freaking paddle thing that they had. 
I would just, it would immediately collapse and I would fall right into the water. So I knew for sure. I knew exactly that this was going to happen. And I was even like shocked. I was like, oh, that they made dunk tanks sturdier now. Yeah. <laughs> Have they re- re- used some rebarb and like, you know, reinforced it? So. Apparently not. But you'd think that they would. Yeah, but no, it's it's like because it's a, on a hinge, so you just if you put too much weight on it, it or it pretend it like thinks that it's it's going. Or also, it could be that they reinforce it for someone heavier that that you could fucking throw a bowling ball at it. It's not going to dunk the person. Yeah, it has to be sort of like trigger a hair trigger. So, but to me, I okay. Here's <laughs> what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were a little harsh with Mary Cherry because. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too nice on too nice to her. I feel like she did the best out of the circumstances because the whole point of it was she was going to be in the dunk tank and they were going to dunk her. Right. And that would have been, that would have been funny to watch and see, but then they had to, she had to go from doing that to a static position of standing there and watching them throw mm-hmm. the, the ball. And I feel like for, for her just sort of being there, and not really having a reason, she made it work. And so I give her credit for that. You know what? I think there's more evidence of your theory. That's why she wasn't, that's why she didn't have heels or, or nice shoes. She didn't have, and also she didn't have any like her outfit. I actually genuinely liked her outfit, and her outfit wasn't like something that was, you know, that could get like, if you got, it didn't seem to me like if it got wet, it would be ruined. Yeah, she was going to be barefoot in there. And so there was no need for her to have shoes. You're yeah. Right, and that what you're right. She was hundred percent really supposed to be in there. So well, that's look. my, my yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, some of her, some of her stuff, I will say though, when they got her just walking over to the, the bullseye and just hitting it and having Sigourney go in the water, I laughed a little. I was just like, yeah, that's funny. Um, look, here's the deal. She's still awful. She's still annoying. There's been no change. I maybe I don't know. It's so fr- crazy to me. She looked awful, but you're right. She was probably prepped to go into the water. Um, and her reads were awful. Her reads were awful. It was terrible. So anyway, in the boudoir, Sigourney distresses her tights on the ground. Saint creates a mime costume. Hoso channels Western clowns and Korean exorcists. And Dolly is all gums and no teeth. Sigourney shares that her mom died the week she got the call to be on Dragula, and she never got to tell her mom. That she made it on the show. Lori, your thoughts on everything that happened in the boudoir. So, okay. Here's some things that I'm going to throw out there that I feel like might be a little controversial. Sure. So, number one is, I feel like... Jesse Smollett is innocent. (laughs) Yes, that's number one. Number one, Jesse Smollett was attacked. Um, Number two. Josh Duggar didn't put that porn in. Somebody else put that porn in Josh Duggar's computer. Yes. Yeah, Josh Duggar's innocent. He's a ladies' man. Uh, full-grown women. Loves them. Yeah. Worships them. Uh, number three, Elizabeth Holmes is a great businesswoman. Um, <laughs> she's, you know, she was just young. She yeah. was young. She mm-hmm. just needed to get her feet wet. Sure. Um, so uh, now that I've gotten out of the way, it was fine. I was good. Let's move on. Um, no, I, th- okay. <sighs> I just feel like that her 
thing with the mom, look, I know that her mom just passed away and that is awful. And I feel so bad for her, but it just feels so timed. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it's like, here we have Sigourney's like probably one of the, one of the bottom. Right. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, clearly show is showing that she stro- is struggling to break out of her, you know, brand and show mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like she's like, okay, I'll play the game and I'll say like, oh, my mom, you know, my mom dying is really getting to, me, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that that's what happened. You know, maybe she genuinely had a moment where she's like, God damn, like, I wish my mom was here. I wish I could call her. I wish I could talk to her about, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so I'm not saying that that's not something that's going through her head. It just seemed a little ill time to me. That's mm-hmm. all. And I'm not, not yeah. going to judge you for your hot take because I'm going to have an even worse take later. What I will okay. say, the alternative viewpoint I might give you is it could be that, you know, it's one of these things where the mom, let's, let's assume what she's saying is true. The mom dies the same week she gets the call. Then it's just like you are in, and it's, I guess they had like six weeks to get ready for the show. Now you are in full just beast mode trying to get those looks together that you're yes you're mowing your mom but you don't have really time to 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 make it happen then yeah you go that's on the true. show and then this is they kind of mentioned this but this is the last production day oh yeah and then they're all going they're, they're gone for the production this is the end of the production so it's uh. probably just hitting her now like okay now that this is coming to an end you know and i've made it through this to this round at least that, that, that it's finally hitting her. But by the way, I feel like losing a parent. I've never lost a parent. I hope I don't lose one for a long time. Yeah. But um, I'm sure it's something that you re- that that stays with you for a very very long time. Oh yeah, I can't imagine. And look, I I know that this sounds like an awful. I I I hope that she's found peace and mm-hmm. you know I hope there there's a heaven for her so mom can look down and see that her daughter was able to accomplish this stuff. Um. You know, but I just, I think that, um, you know, I don't know. Here's my second hot take. Mm -hmm. My second hot take is with Hoso that I, I get that she is from Korea. I get that. And I get that her influences are from Korea and she does put together amazing pieces. Mm -hmm. She's doing a competition in America with two American judges who have a understanding of American culture. And so I feel like she's doing these very like inside baseball, Korean avant-garde, like, um, you know, representations. And it's like, these two people aren't going to get it. And I think the judges have even said it, like you need to show us something that we can relate to. And so I feel like I feel like for her, I'm getting a little bit of sense of like kind of like pompousness of like, oh, you should know this and you should know what I'm referring to. And if you don't get it, then, you know, it's that's on you. And it's like, no, it's on you. You need to translate your your art to the judges. Like, that's the whole reason why you're here. Mm -hmm. So that's I mean, that's my second hot opinion. So. 
If you guys have complaints, we have an official complaint email. It is the best of today at gmail.com. And you can just send all your angry letters there. We have a person on staff who responds to all those letters. Uh, I want to talk about the keys. Mm. When I was watching. Oh, for the, for the go-karts. For the go-karts. And, you know, Dali's like, well, this is the best looking key and it goes down the row. So I just went down the road. People were standing there. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. I tell you, do it. You're going to do it, girl. But I was like, don't you? I was thinking like, oh, well, that's not going to really correspond to how shitty the car is, right? I mean, they wouldn't be that on the nose where like the smallest, ugliest key is really like, don't you think there'd be some kind of twist? No. <laughs> no, they, that was exactly it. Like, uh, uh, the worst car was the one with the smallest key. And, uh, and, and Dolly had the best car, you know, there was yeah. no, it was, it was exactly the way it was portrayed. Um, yeah. there was, there's sometimes where I feel like they try and have so much double meaning behind things. Mm-hmm. And then there's sometimes where I feel like they're just like, yeah, the fucking smallest key is the one that's the worst. Like, yeah, but you would think they would they'd let them see the, the go-karts then. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna give you the ugly one. Yeah. No, but that's what I mean. Is that like that's that's what I think is so funny is that there's so many times where I feel like they work. You can tell there's like a lot of meanings to talk about this and that, and this and that, and then there's just sometimes I feel they're like I don't care. <laughs> Let's yeah. Just give them a fucking key. You yeah. know, it's just like okay. Uh, later, Sigourney is rubbing her tights on the ground to distress them and make them look dirty, so she can because obviously her not the look where she's just glamorous right yeah yeah and um by the way we later find out that that doing that meant nothing and she didn't do any other filth thing bt dubs i feel like she then got a lint roller and took off all the debris because i was like what what distressing did you do like and to me it looks you, you look cleaner than ever yeah uh and then i also love hoso telling her what are you, are you distressing your jeans on the floor? That's genius. And he's like, ugh, this fucking bitch. <laughs> like, in the confessional, he's like, I love how she thinks that's filth. And, um, and then finally, um, we do learn that there's two months in between, you know, when they get the call and about two months, probably about six weeks, uh, and when they show up for the show. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on here. It's elimination day and the contestants are working on their looks. While Dali reveals her clown fetish. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the extermination day? No. I mean, I pretty much, you know, it's pretty much par for the course. Although I did think it was kind of funny about Dali's clown fetish thing. Um, I also kind of felt like it was like, I felt, I don't know about you, but I felt like maybe Dali and Saint were kind of flirting. I don't know if it was like joking no, or I, if I, I felt like I genuinely felt like there were some vibes there. I have it in my notes. It's Dali and Saint exchange these looks, and then there's like, I'm all, are they all fucking Dali? I'm telling you, they all want to get on Dali's dick. It's insane. Um, all right, let's, before we get to the actual floor show itself, let's talk about the judges. Uh, there's this guy from a show, I think, what, what we do in the shadows or something named. So funny. I, oh, is this a why, comic? I've never seen this show. You've seen this show? So it's based off a movie and it's like a mockumentary about vampires. Okay. And it's called What We Do in the Shadows. And then they have a TV show and it's got, it's, it's from the same people. Mm-hmm. And he plays a, um, a, f- a familiar. 
he plays like the the basically the servant to the vampire. Okay. Who uh he he wants to be a vampire himself. Mm-hmm. And he's so funny. I just started watching it he's actually. Funny? Because he it's was not so, funny on here. Oh, he's. I I thought he was very. I I did love when he was like, "Hi, great to be here." I was told there'd be a buffet. And they I give like, the fakest. They don't laugh. even laugh. Like they're not like. Uh, 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 like I'm not even. Oh, I can't even say that because no one get what I'm talking about. But yes. I, but, I know um, what Harvey Guillen is going through. But anyways, but he's very funny in it. It's a, I, I really, I just started, I watched like half of the first season and then I had stopped just because I couldn't, I like can't watch things I have to pay attention to throughout the week. And so mm-hmm. I just restarted rewatching it and I really, it's, it's so good. I love it. So All yeah, right. I suggest checking it out. He's really funny. Uh yeah, because I just love that like fake laugh. That was actually my only note. And then, uh, did you have any big thoughts on the floor show? Um, I thought that this was the best floor show that's been done. I don't know if there's like lighting or what, but I felt mm-hmm. like the floor show itself was like I felt like it went a lot smoother. I you know I could see everyone. I could see all their costumes. I you know, so I thought it. I, I liked it. Um, I really, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I actually don't think there was a bad one in the bunch. And I think they had to no. stretch to really, I could see this, the criticism saint that it wasn't really killer clown, but yes. Um, whatever. I mean, I think it's a minor thing. Cause it could have been a killer clown. I mean, I see what they're talking about though. Um, I think they were all nitpicky notes. I mean, look, Sigourney still did glamour, but she looked fucking flawless. Mm hmm. So, you know, it's like, yeah, she does she does her thing so well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, maybe she's not right for this show for mm-hmm. to win, but she's mm-hmm. a, she's really she's great at what she does. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so let's you talk about the final judgment. Okay, let's talk about the final judgment. This is when the the judges give their thoughts, right? Um, Swan says something to Hoso, and I actually, for some, when I was taking the notes, is when I really pay attention, and I go, you know, Swan is making a valid point. Oh, you know what? This is when they're talking privately. This is when they're talking, when they're talking privately. Swan and Drag are, uh, Drac are talking privately, and she's talking about Swan, and she makes a very interesting point that I overlooked the first time I watched it, where she says it's not her looks and it's not her professionalism. It's the fact that, you know, basically, which I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, we have to put on a show on a tour and she has so little performance experience. Can we count on her being able to deliver a performance? And I think that's a valid concern. I think it's Hoso? Hoso, because Hoso's never performed before. She's, a, she's an Instagram queen. But I mean, she's. I feel like she's one of the top performers, though. I feel like she, well, she goes cutting, out there and she does a great job. They're cutting it, but when she has to go out there and actually perform for a crowd, and that and that's what Swan isn't saying she can't do it. There's just very uh, that's a gamble that they're taking if they make her in the top three. Can she actually uh, entertain a crowd? Now, by the way, all tea, no shade. These boulets are horrible performers. They're also essentially look queens. When they host their shows, they just come out and do a look. And then they bring on the people who do the performances. That's all they do. But that's their, oh. you know, they've made, they've been very successful doing that. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, but also then that 
then they have a very a keen eye because then they know exactly what they want for their show. Yeah, yeah. The and they produce they shows. They're, they are, they are experienced producers of shows. They have a long history of producing shows. So I think it's I a valid kind of concern. Feel like, I feel like in that caveat, to be honest with you, I think she she would move on then because to uh, to be to be honest with you, I think she's the top performer. I think it's her and Dolly are great at emoting, great at performing, and I think she catches on. I think she would be fine with that. I think it's her look as like far as like translating mm-hmm. her looks to a mainstream audience in America. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Let me. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tip my hand here. Right. I was going to talk about this later. Okay. okay. What is it? When we got to, when we debated who was going to be eliminated or not. Uh huh. And I really don't know. I have zero idea. Okay. Yeah. I know you cheated and you went and looked at the spoilers, but I have zero. No, idea. I didn't look. Yeah. I don't. I, mm-hmm. Are there spoilers? I don't know. So can I somebody zero, tell me who I have who, zero who idea? Said? I have zero idea, right? But I was thinking about, especially what Swan said, and Hoso is a Korean. I think I believe. I know she lives in Korea and she's Korean, so I'm assuming that Hoso is a Korean citizen. Okay. Uh huh. Now she can come to the U.S. and visit, and you know, set up the visa for uh, six weeks or whatever long. You know, you get a certain amount of time. But I'm sure there are, especially since. Dragula is still a small show, you know? I'm yeah. sure there are concerns about, like, okay, it's already hard to arrange the visas for all the Americans you have. Obviously, in the United States, you don't need a visa, but when they go to Europe. But Hoso's going to present visa concerns for, A, performing in the U.S., especially during a pandemic, and then going from South Korea to Europe, and they're going to have to worry about all these visa issues with Hoso. So that could be a thing that that just these practical concerns for just having Hoso in the show what they're, that they're not necessarily prepared for. That could be a problem and why Hoso may not be invited. I don't know. Oh. I don't know anything. I see that. I see that. I I would hope not. I would hope they'd be willing to, to take a chance because I think that if if that was the only thing holding them back, then I feel like, you know, I don't know. I think that um, that just seems like a lot of production, like, bureaucratic stuff. But, I mean, I guess you're right that that is a big concern, especially during a pandemic. Well, even so. on Drag Race, that prevented, I mean, that Raven was in trouble. Like, with, when they were doing Australia and all these other places, there were, like, huge visa issues even then. With like, uh, there was one point with Raven. There was an is- a visa issue. There was a visa issue with RuPaul, I think, and her clothes, or so- I don't know. The whole thing. Uh, there have been different visa issues before. I feel like there was something with like Alaska got stuck somewhere, or like somebody or Naomi Small oh, really? couldn't go somewhere, and it's it's a big fucking mess. It's hard. My my cousin was uh, stuck in France for like two weeks. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, this is a couple years ago. He went with his um classmates to uh france they like fr- took a french class mm-hmm. and uh and he lost his passport and so when they got on um but my my mom for some reason i guess she just uh saw the writing on the wall took pictures of his passport and so he had pictures mm-hmm. but he didn't have his passport and he got through like everything and then, like, the last security checkpoint, they were like, no, you have to go back. We can't we can't accept it. Oh but he got through, like, uh, four other security checkpoints, like, a ridiculous amount of security checkpoints. And they were like, yeah, that worked. That's fine. 
And then they said no. And so then he had to stay for two weeks so he could get his, his passport. So Two weeks are the length of that story. We don't know yet. Um, you know, I forgot to read the final judgment thing. On the main stage, Dali is named the winner of the challenge. However, all four monsters will be forced to compete in the clown cart race from hell to determine who survives the week. One of the things I was going to say is... Um, is uh, Harvey Guillen says something very it's a weird note he gives Hoso where he's like I think I would have liked if your face moved around I'm like oh really if he just had masks and that his real life face popped right up in different places Harvey Guillen you wish that he could do that I wish I could do that too well I mean it's like one of those things where they probably were like what else do you think what else do you think and he's yeah. just like alright I, I, mean, I don't I know what else you need me to say um, I like right. how I feel with this show. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In the cauldron, Saints disappointed in her in their subpar critiques. Sigourney isn't feel for ugh. Sigourney isn't fearful for her fate and thinks Dali is a lock for the finale. Well, Dali won. Of course, he's a lock for the finale. Hoso sees herself, Saint, and Dali in the top three because Sigourney doesn't have Dragula in her blood. Sigourney thinks Hoso is the next one to go due to her lack. A professionalism. Lauren, your thoughts on everything that happened in the cauldron? Oh man, um, I gotta be honest with you. I was like, we gotta stop putting in these these vignettes of uh, interstitials of people of like people saying the same thing over and over again. Where it's mm-hmm. like, today is not the day to get bad reviews. Yeah, and Saint, today is not the day to get poor. It's like we get it. It's not the day of bad reviews. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um. I I will say, I will say that I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Sigourney was kind of emoting a little too. I think she was like trying to show that she wasn't scared, but it's like, bitch, we all know that you're, you're worried you're going to get eliminated. Like, come on. And, um, there was a moment where I thought, okay, Hoso's going to be the bitch that she, I know she can be. And she was like, we have Dragula in your in our blood. And then friggin' Sigourney just jumps down and, and you know, doesn't back down. And Hoso's like, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I hear uh-huh. you. You I belong you. here. You and I, I, yeah. yeah, uh-huh, yeah, stuff. you're right, you're right, uh-huh. I'm just like, ah, oh, man, this is where Mary Cherry needs to be. Yeah, Maria just like throw her out the window or something like that. Um, all right. How about um it says let me see, I mean Sigourney does have a point about Oh, when Sigourney says talking about Hoso, I've been through this extermination challenge, that, this, and then they're going through like, holy shit, Sigourney's been in some awful extermination challenges. Yeah. And for sure, Hoso has only taken pictures. Yeah. That was he was in one extermination I'm sorry, they were in one extermination challenge. And they took pictures. Well, that's, I think that, I mean, that to me, I think showcases, to be honest with you, out of everything, that showcases sexism. Yeah. He says right there, we have, we have Dragula in our blood. Who are the three he's pointing to? The three men. Who's the one who's excluded? The woman. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, she, she has done more than anyone else. Do I think that she's, you know, going to win? No. But do I think she definitely deserves to be there? Yes, I do. And so, you know, and if she wins, great for her. But, you know, I mean, I just think it's hilarious that Hoso has the audacity. This friggin' twink has mm-hmm. the audacity to call out a woman for not, not doing enough. It's yeah. like, fuck you, dude. 
I will say in Hosa's defense a little bit. I do love when they're like doing the edit where they're showing all the times that Hoso needed things. I'm like, well, in fairness, there could have been other videos of other people needing things and forgetting things. Yeah. Too. You're kind of cutting that together. I, I will, I will, I will agree with you on that. I was thinking when they were saying that she was being a little extra, I was thinking it was something a lot different. I yeah. thought it was like, she was like demanding props from the production or something, mm-hmm. but it just seems to me like she just is forgetting makeup wipes. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I would love for us if we could to get together as a podcast and send some makeup wipes to Hoso um just for her future endeavors. I think that would be nice. I think you should. Uh all right. Uh let's I move. think you should. Uh for the extermination challenge, uh each monster hops on their assigned cart and races around the course getting pied by the former contestants. Dali wins the race and Hosa Teratoma finishes last. Later that night, we see four puppets, each depicting one of the final four. Both Boulet puppets enter the frame and drag puppet Hosa and puppet Saint away, and we see the Boulet puppets stabbing someone and blood spattering, but to be continued comes on screen before the murdered contestant is revealed. Laurie K. Roggenkamp. Any final thoughts on the episode, on the extermination challenge, on the extermination itself? Anything you would say? So, I know that this sounds really weird, but I forgot to bring this up before. Mm-hmm. And I just would love us to talk for a second about where we think, or I guess my question is, do you, when Mary Cherry is walking away and she turns into that little area, to, into that uh, corner... Do we think that she was actually going somewhere, or do you think it was a dead end? Because I think it was a dead end. I think she turned and walked into a gate. <laughs> yeah, and just waited there for them to say, like, okay, you can come yeah. out now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess it didn't take that long. Did you have any thoughts on the extermination challenge? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I was, for a hot second, like, okay why are we doing this in slow motion? Um, them kind of coming to the area. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, eh, paints a picture. It's fine. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. I thought it was like, it was like a real life Mario Kart. I wrote that down here. It was like a real life Mario Kart. Why well, I said, I wrote, this is what literally what a Mario Kart, the movie would look like. Yeah. I thought it was great. I yeah. loved it. Um, I was gonna. I wrote here the shot of the final four contestants walking to their go karts is amazing. Yeah, um, it was really cool. Um, I don't know if it's the best extermination challenge they've ever had, but I will say it's definitely the most cinematic one. And uh, and also, I'll be honest with you, give them some props. It's hard to pull off daytime drag challenges, and they made it work. I yeah, I agree. I also kind of got like a very like. Mad Max kind of feel to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I felt like when they cut in, I felt like they were all kind of playing a character, and yeah. I just liked it. I thought it was a really fun, fun time. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, I think we can all agree that um, Coco Ca- Coco Kane's breastplate was the eleventh contestant or something like that. Because yes. like that fucking breastplate was in every goddamn. Uh, I mean, she just that's that her whole drag is her breastplate. <laughs> yeah, at some point I was just like, can we just have like a standing breastplate? Is yeah. that going to be possible? Yeah. It's like it's it reminds me of like, 
my cousin, never mind, I'm not going to go through the history of the joke, but I would say, like, is Coco wearing the breastplate or is the breastplate wearing Coco? I think I'm starting to lean towards the latter. Yeah. Um, all right, Laurie, any final thoughts on the, did you have any thoughts on the extermination itself? I think we really covered it at the top, but if you have any other challenge, who do you think, who do you, what do you think is going to happen? Is it, is it Hoso? Is it Saint? Is it both of them? What do you think? Um... I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I was a little disappointed that Hoso was one of the two. Um, but I think it's gonna be Hoso. I think everything you said kind of swayed me. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think it's gonna be Hoso. Or do you think they both survived? Oh, that's true. They did, didn't they have a top four the last time too? I don't remember. Um, yeah, that, that could be true. I think, yeah, maybe. Uh, huh. Well, they do show them stabbing, so mm-hmm. it's. I I feel like it has to be one or the other. All right. It's tough, man. I mean, I I feel like both of them. There's good points and bad points. You know, like. Uh, I but I think at the end of the day, I think Hoso is going to be the one to go. All right, very good. Well, now I'm going to turn the tables over on you, the listener. If you're a Patreon supporter, go over to the Discord channel and Discord and go over to the uh, Hello Uglies channel and leave us your thoughts. Do you think it's uh, Saint? Do you think it's Hoso? Do you think it's both of them? Do you think it's neither of them? Go ahead and leave your comments. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, well, go ahead and support us on Patreon. But also, uh, or if you just want to leave a voicemail, go to speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. And you can leave us a voicemail about everything. About the horrible things Lori said, about the horrible things Lori said about Saint that I gotta have to edit out of the show. Um, horrible, horrible things. Um, if you have comments about that, go ahead and leave them there over at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula season four. So for Lori and K. Rockingcamp and myself. Goodbye, Uglies. Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at helloUglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Rockingcamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an afterthought media podcast.